Shalom to all. Today's office of Psachim Tzadi Ches. We are starting Tzadi Zayin Amud Beis. Three lines up from the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. Today's office sponsored B'schus Freyda Leibas Esther Rachel. She should grow up to be a fine Bas Yisrael and follow in the path of her wonderful parents. And the Mishnah says, Hamafresh Nekeva LePeschay, a person separated a Nekeva, a female carbon for his carbon Pesach, and we know the carbon Pesach has to be male. Azacher Ben Shteishanim, or it was a male carbon, but it was two years old, and we know it has to be within its first year of life. Yirah Cheistayv, it has to go out to pasture until it gets a mum, the Yimacher, and then it gets sold. The and then its money gets used as a carbon shlamim. And the Mishnah continues, Tzadik has an on the top. Hamafresh Pesachay Umeis, a person separated his carbon Pesach and then he died. His son is not allowed to bring it as a carbon Pesach. El Shem Shlamim, he has to bring it as a shlamim. And the Gemara talks about the first part of the Mishnah, Amar Rav Huna Breid Rav Yeshua. Rav Huna Breid Rav Yeshua says, Shema Minotlas, we learn three things from the first statement of our Mishnah. Shema Minotlas, we learn from here that a Baal Chai, something that's alive, is able to be pushed off from the Mizbech. A living animal can be permanently disqualified nidche from being used as a carbon, even though this animal is right to be a regular carbon shlamim after Pesach, since when he designated as a carbon Pesach, it wasn't right. Remember, it's not right because it was two years old or because it was female. Nonetheless, it's still permanently nidche. What's the second thing we learn? Shema minah, dichu ikara, hava dichoi. We learn from here that something that was pushed away ikara, meaning the moment that it was made kadash, it's automatically considered nidche. This thing was never right to be a carbon Pesach because it was a female or is two years old. Nonetheless, that's still considered a permanent dichoy. And Shmamino, we also learn from here, Yesh dichoy bedamim, even though this thing only has Kedusha's damim, it's still considered permanently nidche. This animal never had Kedusha's aguf because when he designated it, it wasn't right. Therefore, it only has Kedusha's damim. Nonetheless, it's still considered dichoy and may not be used as a carbon. And we analyze the second part of the Mishnah. We said, Hamafresh Pischai, a person separated his Karm Pesach and then he died. His son is not allowed to use it as a Karm Pesach. He has to use it as a Shlamim. Turn our we have a Brisa. Hamafresh Pischai Mes, a person separated his Karm Pesach and then he died. If his son was registered with him to the Karm Pesach, Pesach, then his son brings it as a Karm Pesach. If his son wasn't registered with him, so then he brings it as a Karm Shlamim, for the 16th of Nisan, meaning he brings it on the first day of Chalamayid. The Gemara tells us, it's brought on the 16th of Nisan and not on the 15th. Kasavar, clearly this Tano holds, Nedarman Udavas and Kraven Biyantif, the Nedarman Udavas, regular Kabanas that are being donated, they're not brought on Yantif, and this carbon is considered a Nedar or Nedava, and therefore it's going to be brought on Chalamite and not brought on Yantif itself. And now the Gemara continues analyzing. When exactly did the father die? If you want to say he died before Chatzos, if his son was registered with him, so then it's brought as a Karim Pesach, how could that be? But his son was already considered an Ainain because his father had died before Chatzos. That means that once his son has the Chiv of bringing the Karim Pesach, he's already considered an Ainain. And we've already learned previously that an Ainain is not allowed to bring the Karim Pesach if he is the only one that's registered to this Karim Pesach because we're afraid that he's going to be Matapa with his mace, he's going to end up becoming Tameh, and then this Karim Pesach is going to be Puzzle. So the son shouldn't be allowed to bring it even though he's registered to it. So the Gemara suggests you're right. Eldimus Achatzos. It must be that the father died after Chatzos. So then, if so, and Benayimunayimai, if his son is not registered with him, we said the son brings it as a carbon shlamim. But already established this as a carbon pesach, meaning it was technically right to be a carbon pesach, and then it was nidche because the owner had died. And again, since the son is not registered to it, so he can't check the carbon pesach himself. So how could we bring this carbon pesach itself as a shlamim? We should have to send it out to pasture to get a mom and then sell it and use its money as a shlamim. So the Gemara gives us a number of answers. Amar Rabbi he tells us It must be that the father died before chatzos. What does it mean? 
meaning that the son brings it as a carbon pesach. Lashum pesach sheni. The son brings it as a carbon pesach sheni. He doesn't bring it as pesach rishon again because he's an oinin. So therefore, he's going to use this carbon and bring it as pesach sheni. Whereas Abayi Amar he gives a different answer. Let's start in Kitani. We're talking about two separate cases. If the father died after chatzos, and his son was registered with him, so then the son is allowed to bring it as a carbon pesach. The chiyuv of the carbon pesach was chal on the son before his aninus was chal, and therefore the son is going to make sure not to become tame, and therefore he is allowed to bring the carbon pesach even though he's an oinin. If the father died before chatzos and this is a case where his son is not registered with him. So then the son brings it as a shlamim because it was never considered a carbon pesach; it was never nidche from the zbeach, and this animal itself could be brought as a shlamim. Rav Shiravi Amr he gives a different answer. Really, the father had died after chatzos. The father was a geisus at chatzos, meaning he was on the brink of death. So in Rav Shiravi's shita, how do we explain the difference between when the son was registered, whereas when he wasn't? So when the son was registered with the father, he would bring it because the chiv of carbon pesach was chal before aninos, and if he wasn't registered to it, then it's brought as a shlamim because since most geisusim end up dying anyway, this animal was never really considered right for the carbon pesach, even though chatzos passed already, because we know that the father won't end up eating from it and therefore this animal itself could be brought as a shlamim. Whereas Rav Ashi Amr, he gives a totally different answer. We're talking about that the father died after Chatzais. Rav Shimon he, and this whole brass is going in Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon holds, that a Balchai, an animal which is alive, can never be permanently pushed off from this bag. So even though it can't be brought as a current Pesach, it's not going to be sold. We're going to use this animal itself as a shlamim. Whereas Rav says, this current Pesach was separated after Chatzais, meaning he only designated it as a Karim Pesach after Chatzais. And then the father died after Chatzais. Because sovereign, the Tana holds Chatzais Kava, the Chatzais is the Kaveya. And since this carbon was never considered a Karim Pesach by Chatzais, because it was never designated until after Chatzais, therefore it's not considered Nidche from the Mizbech. And if the son was registered to it, he could use it as his carbon Pesach. And if the son wasn't registered to it, then it's not Nidche and it's used as a carbon Shlamim. And the Mishnah continues. We have a carbon Pesach that was mixed up with other carbonus. Rashi tells us it was mixed up with a carbon oil and a carbon Asham, and they all looked exactly the same. Let's say, for example, it was a male sheep under one years old. Kulam All of them have to go out to graze until they get a mom, and then they're sold. And then we take the most expensive animal, the value of the most expensive animal, and we use it for this type. And also the value of the most expensive animal for this type. And he has to lose out, meaning he has to separate the rest of the money from his house, meaning from his own pocket. So what's going on over here? He has a carbon Pesach, Asham, and Ola that all get mixed up with each other. So they all have to get a mom, and then he takes the most expensive animal. Let's say it was a $100 sheep. So he has to take $300 from his house and say, if the nicest animal over here was a carbon Pesach, so this $100 is going to be for a carbon Pesach. If the nicest animal was actually an Ola, so this $100 is for an Ola. And if the nicest animal was really an Asham, so then this $100 is for an Asham. The reason why he has to do that is because Kajim is not allowed to lose out. So therefore, he has to make sure that every single one of them is the most expensive animal of the three. And we continue with another case. Since Arv Bechiris, let's say his carbon Pesach got mixed up with the Bechiris. We know that a Bechar is eaten by a Kayin, and the way a Bechar is brought is almost identical to the way a carbon Pesach is brought. It has the same type of Matan Damim, the blood is sprinkled on the Mizbech the same exact way, and the Chaz Shaykh is not waved around, and other similar things. Rabbi Shimon Eimer, he says, Im kaihanim If this group that had their carbon Pesach mixed up with the Bechiris was a group of Kaihanim, so then they're allowed to eat the Bechar, and they eat their carbon Pesach, they eat it all together, Pesach night, and they've been Yaitzadur Chiv of carbon Pesach, because one of these animals was the carbon Pesach. But now Tzadik Chesam on the top, the Gemara asks right away on Shittas Rabbi Shimon, He's bringing Kajim to a situation where they are puzzled. How is that? We know that a Bukhar is allowed to be eaten for two days and one night, where the Karim Pesach is only allowed to be eaten for one night up until Chatzos, which means any meat that's left over 
from all these karbanas. The Pesach and the Bukharas has to be burned as nicer, but really adding this meat, which is a Bukhar, is technically allowed to be eaten, which means that he is prematurely burning meat. He's bringing it to base up soul. He's bringing it to invalidation. So Reb Shimon Latame, Reb Shimon goes according to the Sephara. The Amr, he says, It's not a problem to bring Kachim to a state of invalidation. Then now we have a Mishnah. We have a carbon Ashim that was mixed up with a carbon Shlamim. Reb Shimon Amr, he says, They're both Shechted in the northern part of the Chatzar. That is the way a carbon Ashim is Shechted, not a carbon Shlamim. A Shlamim could be Shechted anywhere. And they're eaten like the more strict of the two. The more strict of the two is an Ashim. An Ashim has to be eaten by Kaihanim inside the Zara only for one night and day, and it's not allowed to be taken out of the base of Mikdash. It's not allowed to be eaten by anyone other than a Kayan, as opposed to a Shlamim is not eaten like that. We know that a Shlamim is really eaten for longer than that, and it's allowed to be eaten out of the base of Mikdash. Amrulai the Cham told him, You're not allowed to bring Kachim to a situation where they're going to be puzzle, and over here you're saying that the Shlamim are going to be brought to a situation where they're puzzle if you're going to treat it like an Asham. But nonetheless, we see from here that Rabbi Shimon is consistent with his Shita. Now the Gemara just asks, and Shita's Chachamim, Rabbanon, Hechiavdinon, according to Chachamim, what do we want them to do in our Mishnah? What do they suggest when we have this Karman Pesach, which is mixed up with other Bechayres? Amaravi he says, We have to wait till all these Karbanas get a mom. Vyavi Behemesh and he takes a fat animal, meaning a nice, big, juicy, expensive animal. Vileman, he says, Wherever the Karman Pesach is, meaning whichever one of these animals is the Karman Pesach, it should be Chal on this animal. And then they could eat all of the animals as if they are a regular carbon machar that's a balmum, meaning they treat it almost exactly like regular chulin. And we've solved our situation over here. The original karma pesach that now has a mum had its kedusha transferred onto a different animal, and all these animals, all of them are bacharis except for one, which is now really chulin. They're eaten as if they're bachar that has a balmum, and therefore everything's been taken care of. And now for the final stretch of our parak, the Mishnah says, Chabur Shavid Pesha, a Chabur that lost its carbon pesach, and they told one of the people in the Chabura, say Ubikeshu go look for the Karm Pesach for us and go shecht it for us. He went, he found the Karm Pesach and he shechted it for them. But they went and decided to take their own Karm Pesach and shecht it for themselves. If he had shechted his, meaning the original one first, he eats his Karm Pesach, meaning that original one. And they eat with him from his Karm Pesach again because they had told him, go shecht that carbon for us. However, if theirs, this new one was shechted first, they eat their own Karm Pesach and he eats his, meaning the original one, and if they don't know which one was shechted first, or they were both shechted at the same time, he eats his own, he doesn't eat with them, and theirs goes out to be burned, they don't have to burn Pesach Sheni, because they were at least registered to one of the Karbanas, If his was shechted first, so they had wanted to be registered with him, and if theirs was shechted first, then they wanted to be registered to theirs, however, they don't know what to eat, so they can't eat any of theirs, and we already know that eating the Karm Pesach is not Ma'akev. And now we continue with another similar case. They had lost their Karm Pesach. This guy, on his own, decided to go looking for their Karm Pesach. They did not appoint him to go look for it. Armelahen, but he told them, Imi Charti, if I come back late, Su'u v'shachtu alai, go and shech the Karm Pesach for me. Halachu Matzav Shachat. He went, he found the original Karm Pesach and shechted it. Vehein lachu v'shachtu, and they went and they shechted a different Karm Pesach, and they had him in mind. Im Shalhen Neshchat Rishon, if their Karm Pesach, this new one was shechted first, Hein Eichel Mishalhen, they eat their own. Vuhu Eichel Imahen, and he eats with them because again he had registered himself for that one. If his was shechted first, he eats his own karm pesach. They eat their own karm pesach again because they never told him to shech that original one for them. If we don't know which one was shechted first, or they were both shechted at the same time, they eat their own karm pesach again because they had withdrawn from their registration from the original one. So now they have a
a brand new one. He's not allowed to eat with them. His, the original one, goes out to be burned. He doesn't have to do Pesach Sheni. Again, if his was shechted first, he was registered to his. If theirs was shechted first, then he was registered to theirs. He just can't eat either of those. And again, as we said, eating the Karma Pesach is not Ma'akev. What about in the following case? He told them, if I come back late, please register me for your Karma Pesach. And they told him, go look for our original Karma Pesach and shecht it for us. Then, and all of them eat from the first Karma Pesach that's shechted. However, if we don't know which one was shechted first, both of them have to go out and be burned. Because again, we don't know which one was shechted first, and therefore they're both stuck in this case. Let's say he went on his own to go look for it, and he didn't ask to be registered to their new Karma Pesach, and they didn't tell him to go look for it and shecht the original Karma Pesach for them. They're not responsible for each other, and therefore he gets to eat his Karma Pesach, meaning the original one that he found, and they get to eat their brand new Karma Pesach, and we don't run into any issues over here. And now a totally new set of cases. We have two Chaburas, and their Karbanas got mixed up. We don't know which Karban is which Chaburas. Each Chabura takes a Karban for themselves. And one person from Group A goes to Group B, and one person from Group B goes to Group A. And this is what they say. If this is our Karban Pesach, this is what Group A says, that means that you are withdrawing yourself from your Karban Pesach, and you're registering yourself to our Karban Pesach. And this is really your Karban Pesach. This is really Group B's Karban Pesach. Then we are withdrawing our registration from our original Karban Pesach, which is now found by Group B, and we are registering ourselves to your Karban Pesach. And what we gain from the setup over here is that someone from the original Group A is now by Group B, and someone from original Group B is now by Group A, so both of them have the ability to withdraw from their group and register themselves to the other group because we have someone from the original group left, and only someone from the original group is able to accept new registrants. And in a similar case, we have five Chaburas, and each of them have five people, and their Kabbanas got mixed up with each other, or ten Chaburas that have ten people each. Every Chabura takes one person from all the other Chaburas, and this is what they say to each other. Again, they make this stipulation. If this is our Karm Pesach, then you're withdrawing your registration from yours and you're being registered to ours. However, if this is not our Karm Pesach, then we are registering ourselves to your Karm Pesach and we're withdrawing from our original one. And another similar case, Shnaim Shen Asar we have two people, their Karbanas got mixed up with each other. This is not two groups. This is two individuals. Each person was going to be all alone for Pesach and he was going to be eating his own Karm Pesach. We have Ruvain and Shimon and Ruven and Shimon's Karban got mixed up with each other. Ruvain takes a Karban and Shimon takes a Karban. Each one schleps someone from the marketplace. He takes a random person and he registers him to his Karban Pesach. So Ruvain takes Levi and Shimon takes Yehuda. Now Ruvain goes to Shimon's Karban and Shimon goes to Ruvain's Karban. And this is what they say. If this is really my Karban Pesach. So let's say this is Ruvain telling this to Yehuda. If this is really my Karban Pesach, then you are withdrawing from your Karban Pesach, meaning you're withdrawing from being with Shimon and you're being registered to mine. If this is really your Karim Pesach, meaning if this is really Shimon's, and now you, Yehuda, were registered with Shimon, then I'm withdrawing from my Karban, and I'm being registered to your Karban. And again, we've solved all of our issues. We have someone from the original group that's considered part of this Karim Pesach, and therefore, they can withdraw from their group and they can register to this new one. And now we have Abbas discussing the first set of cases where the Karim Pesach was lost and someone went out to go look for it. Tanur Rabban the Abbas says, 
when he told them that he wants to be registered to their new carbon Pesach and they told him that they want to be registered to the carbon Pesach that he goes and finds they can only eat from the first one that was shechted if they didn't tell each other they want to be registered and he just went to go look for it on his own and they shechted theirs on their own we had said that they're not responsible for each other and each one can eat from their own carbon Pesach even if we don't know who's was shechted first. And Tani Tesam Adal on the top, Mikanam Chachamim from Hilech Chachamim say, Yafesh Tika Lachachamim, Kalachamim Latipshim. Silence is wise for smart people and for sure for foolish people. Shinamar says in the Pasuk, Evil Machrish Chacham Yechashiv. If a fool is silent, he's considered wise. And how is it that we learn that from here? Because when they're silent and they don't say, Shech the original for us, or when he doesn't say, I want to be part of yours if I come back late. So we see that they both gain, even if we don't know which one was Shechted first, they both can eat from their own respective carbonus. However, when they try to be clear and they try to speak everything out and they try to take away the confusion by saying, I want to be registered to yours, I want you to be registered to our original one, then it gets all confusing and if they don't know which one is shechted first, they end up losing out and they end up very possibly not being able to be yotze with any of these carbonus. And now discussing the second set of cases in the Mishnah, Shnaim Shana Sarev Peschem. The Gemara says, Let's say our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. The Pasuk says, if there's not enough people in this house to be registered to to one lamb. What do we learn from here? This teaches us that the people can continuously withdraw the registration from the carbon Pesach as long as one person from the original Chabura is still there. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. So Rabbi Huda says we always have to have one person from the original group that was registered still registered to this carbon Pesach. Rabbi Yisrael, he says we're not allowed to leave the carbon Pesach without any registrants. So how do we see that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda, the last case in our Mishnah was a case where Reuven and Shimon had a carbon, and their carbonus got mixed up with each other, so we said that they should take random people from the marketplace, add them to their carbon Pesach, and then Reuven and Shimon would switch places. Well, those random people that were added from the marketplace, they're not considered like the original people that were registered to the carbon Pesach, they're considered like brand new registrants, and nonetheless, the Mishnah had said that Reuven is allowed to go to Shimon's, and Shimon's allowed to go to Reuven's, meaning the carbon Pesach is being left without any of of its original registrants. So I'm Rabbi Yechon and he says, I feel Tim Rabbi Huda, our Mishnah could be Rabbi Huda. Kivan Dam Rabbi Huda, since Rabbi Huda says, Ain't Shechlin Zapesach al Yachid, we're not allowed to Shech the Karm Pesach for one person. This Karm Pesach was originally waiting for another person to be registered to it. And this random person that was pulled from the marketplace, he's considered like one of the original Bene Chabura because Ruvain or Shimon are not allowed to Shech the Karm Pesach for themselves. They have to register someone else. So now that they brought someone else from the marketplace in, that person is considered like one of the original Bnei Chabura. And Amr Avashi says, Masin Sinami Deka, our Mishnah is Medeuk like this. Diktani, we had another case in the Mishnah, V'chein Chamish Chaburas, Shal Chamisha Chamisha. If we have five Chaburas and each of them have five people, Shal Chamisha in, Avel Shal Chamisha Varba, Loi, we're only allowed to have it if there's five Chaburas of five different people, but not if there's five Chaburas and one of them has four people. Lav Mishom, isn't that because Doloi Faish Chad Mibnei Chabura Gabe, that we're not going to have one of the original members left over in that Chabura? We're going to send four people of this Chabura to other Chaburas and there is is going to be any of the original members left over. Shmamina, we see from here that the Tana of our Mishnah could be Rabbi Yehuda, that we have to have an original member of the Chabura always sticking with this carbon Pesach. Hajan Pesach Sheni, for finishing the ninth parak of Pesachim, and Pesach Sheni, as we said, it's called the second part of Mesachas Pesachim. We should be Zechah to finish all of Mesachas Pesachim together, which is Bez Hashem going to be very soon, and of course, finish all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.